Hello and welcome to our podcast, The Magical Holistic Healing Arts. I'm Lynn Hicks. I'm Erica Hicks. And here we interview different practitioners from many modalities to learn how to take care of our sacred body vessel. As always, we are proud distributors of Kangen Water, the life-changing elixir to our lives. And as we all know, we should be eating an alkalized diet with green vegetables, fruits with high antioxidants, because no cancer or disease can live in an alkalized environment. So we all know that, but what's a better way to make your body alkalized than drinking Kangen water? Kangen water can balance the acidity in your body quicker than anything else. You can't eat enough vegetables or fruits to alkalize your body and antioxidants as to one glass of Kangen water. It's the equivalent of eating five pounds of blueberries. So if you're looking to upgrade your health, balance the acidity in your body and feel vibrant, check the links below and get yourself a Kangen water machine. On today's episode, we have Birgit Ludas, who is an herbalist, and I'm gonna let her take it away. So Birgit, what is your magical art? Thank you first to have me. I'm really excited. And um, magical secrets, potion is exactly what I love to say to my kind of art of healings because every holistic practitioner brings their own secret sauce. It's kind of like a chef cook, right? And we don't want to really explain exactly the details because that's our secret sauce. But I'm actually an herbalist and iridologist. And so iridology is pretty much my secret sauce. And because I was so uh, successful with my secret sauce, I actually turned into an instructor for iridology and also um, the president of the International Iridology Association. So what we are trying to do actually is to bring more awareness to that form of assessment. And most people have never heard about iridology, especially when I came from Austria to America and you know, I went to an expo and I said, hey, do you want a urology reading? And they're like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? So what it really is, it's a simple form of um, assessing the health and strength of your organ system through the iris. So Chinese medicine looks on the tongue, I think, you know, that you, you look at the tongue of your energy and the chi flow and, and the herbalists from Europe look at the iris. So we take pictures of the iris and all those little fibers and color pigments that we can sometimes see, you know, like, for example, I have a blue eye, but I have a brown pigment sparkle somewhere. And I see that sometimes in sunlight in a mirror that has all a meaning. So there's nothing a coincidence, right? Um, I mean, our human body is an amazing um, uh, machine and um, project from the universe that everything that's really in us has a reason. And so iridology is that I can take pictures from my clients then, look into their eyes and find out the genetic strengths and weaknesses from the past two, three generations back. So what that means, I could look at people's eyes, you know, they are completely healthy, For example, let me just like use a fertility issue, right? Somebody comes to me and maybe has fertility issues, right? So 
they come to me and I say, okay, I have fertility issues. So most herbalists would immediately go into the herbs for the reproductive system because that's the way usually herbalists handle issues like this. But I look into the eyes and I support immediately that organ system or that system that has the lowest energy vibration. What that means is sometimes it has nothing to do with the reproductive system at all. It could be, you know, in the blood sugar, it could be in the thyroid, it could be in the adrenals. And little did they know that, and that's why they never had success, either, you know, from the conventional treatments or even from, you know, picking their own herbs because they Google everything on the internet, right? <laughs> so I could say that is my secret um, potion for success. And people are just like, you know, um, confused almost how quickly I can hit the target. Well, I really love that and have wow. never heard of that. That's why I was so excited to have you on here because I had never really heard of this form of diagnosis, but you said herbalists in Europe use this as their main um, way of diagnosis and we had never heard anything about it. Is there a mapping of it or? Kind of like, you know, it's kind of like reflexology, I think, you know, reflexology. I don't know if you have been around in this holistic field for a long time. People were laughing about that. You can like, you know, massage your sinuses on your little toe. Right. It's kind of <laughs> it's it's kind of the same kind of idea. They were completely not knowing from each other. So there were like researchers and scientists the last 100 200 years they were all individually working on their own map and when finally you know the world became one from the internet and you know people learning from each other like russians exchanged their research the austrians germans with australia and america then we found out we all have found out the same uh reflexes of each organ system in a specific area of the eyes and so it became now this worldwide iridology map that we use wow yeah, yeah i think that's well it's really interesting that you can see like generation you said generational issues too through the iris yeah and that's that's like fun for you for example like when you like you have you don't have any like you know when you're not really sick then iridology is a perfect tool for preventive care, I swear. Because for me, for example, I'm pretty healthy, I'm slim, and, and you know, I do yoga regularly. I'm a very healthy person because I chose a healthy lifestyle. But when I look into my eyes, unfortunately, I have a, a pancreatic issue sign in there. And unfortunately, my dad passed away on pancreatic cancer. So for me, that means I'm going more towards my father's DNA, but I look like my mom, you see? Mm -hmm. So you would never know that because my mom has more asthma issues and they have more blood pressure issues. But um, in this early moment on, when I learned about Iris reading, I knew where to focus on. And the older I get, the more I need to focus on that because sometimes I'd rather eat like a, a chocolate. And that would mean that the one piece, the one organ system that I inherited. So that's interesting. Yeah, that you can have preventative, you can use iridology as a preventative measures and then to look at your DNA and your generationals, like you just said about your dad, but you look like your mom. And I think 
that is such a cool way to use the modality in prevention. Yeah. Just recently talking to some friends of mine and I feel like if America would just understand that we do not have to compete with the medical paradigm. We don't have to. Everyone has their own little slot or place to be in. You know, and uh, holistic treatments have a perfect own little world, which is preventive care, supportive care, or even helping to have people come off from, um, you know, like permanent medication to lighten the load. You know, like, for example, when somebody takes blood pressure medicine, you want to, you know, adjust their lifestyle and the diet so they can come down to a lower uh, medication dosage or even reduce it. But I feel like when I came into um, the American market, I was not used to that there's such a conflict between the holistic world and the medical world. And because in Europe, we, we kind of like help each other out. Like there are sometimes clients that come to me that I actually send back to their doctors and I want to make sure they take their you know, get a little EKJ or something for their heart when I see certain signs, because I think when we all work together and know where our place is, then we kind of can all help one person. Exactly right. And I think even um, they think it conflicts and it really is like a complete care. If you're going to go for holistic, then you want to use all of the wonders of the tests. There are medications people might need. Um, and then even yep. if they start on one, like you're saying, you can start to do some prevention and some health support using different modalities that's going to bring that down to where maybe that medication. So that's a lovely thing you bring to our country because we <laughs> do have like a Western holistic yeah. division. I remember I went to like one of those first expos and they were like, well, who are you? And I'm like, I'm an herbalist. And this one guy said, oh, I'm an herbalist too. And I've never given my children antibiotics. And I looked at him like, well, that's your fault. <laughs> because sometimes you need antibiotics for children as well. You know what I mean? So I've never seen that it is a you know, goes negative towards me being an herbalist to use medication sometimes for my children when the herbs were just not really strong enough or it just didn't heal up. So um, that's why I actually really always teach my cli my clients to 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 take advantage from both worlds. Yeah, that is so beautiful. I'm so happy you're bringing that here because it is such a division. I mean, there is so much division right now period, but like to really bring that collaborative feel to the medical world is just so beautiful. Uh, I do have a question. Is there like, do blue eyes have certain, like do certain colored eyes have certain things like wrong with them or, or not wrong with them, but certain things that come up that is like relative to the eye color? <laughs> yeah. So what we did is, um, Unfortunately, there was like an old version of iridology that was in the 1970s and it gotten a little stuck in America. It was the Bernard Jensen who was the major person with iridology, but he only could improve himself this much because he didn't see all the research that was being done in the other countries. So as the president of the International Audiology Association, we came in and brought all the newest research. So what we then found out is we have to 
group certain things. It's almost like, you know, the type, the blood type diet, you know, when you're AO or you fit in a certain category. So we actually created that same concept with your eyes. So if you have blue eyes, right? And you have more like very bright white fibers when you take pictures, then we know that this person has more issues with the lymphatic system, right? So they have more sinus inflammations, maybe like a little bit of migraine headache from the sinus mucus buildup, sometimes more bronchial issues and allergies because the lymph is not flowing that good. And that's specific for the blue eyed people. So what we suggest to them instantly without even knowing what symptoms they have is, you, you have to move your lymph. And that goes back now to cultural understanding of what cultures do. And if you really think about on the, in the, the north you go, the more blue are their eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And that culture created saunas, steaming baths, you know, and, and that's exactly what I suggested from my clients with blue eyes. I'm like, you need to go in the winter more into saunas. So you kind of sweat it all out. You can sweat and move the lymph, hot, cold showers, brushing your skin. Those are all things that moves your lymph. So if you have brown eyes, that is not the problem at all. And I feel like it's because going towards the cult, towards the equator, it gets warmer maybe. So the lymph is not so stagnated. <laughs> We're not so cold there. So they have more issues with um, digestive system. So from all the research we found out, um, there's more issues with liver and gallbladder. They have difficulties to break down the fats. They, if they eat very fatty, then they have a higher risk for cardiovascular issues. So just with those two little standard informations, I can change somebody's lifestyle. That simple. Yeah. Can you give us green eyes? It's my mom. <laughs> yes. So green eyes obviously don't really exist because when we took pictures from it digitally, it is a blue eye with yellow overlay. Ah. So when we saw the pixelization, when you look into your eyes, then it turned green, right? But yellow has a genetic weaknesses towards the kidneys. So that doesn't mean your kidneys are weak. It just means you have a higher chance to be more acidic. So that could be joint issues. You know, that could be arthritis in your family. That could be, you know, some uh, kidney stones or inflammations. And it could also be issues that you cannot break down your acidic nitric acids, you know, in the joints. So then you go into the opposite of like a pH balanced diet, you know, more alkalinity. And that is what a green eye is. So a green eye is actually considered to be in a group of the blue eyes. So you didn't wander off too far. <laughs> Love that. Okay. I never would have thought that yeah, we were really just. Your eyes. Yeah, I guess they're kind of more yellow. Yeah, they are more yellow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with blue. Yeah. Hmm. So how does someone come and get support from you? Yeah, so I usually now because of the pandemic, obviously, everybody had to change their, uh, you know, way of running business suddenly from one day to the next, I was called non essential, took it a little bit too hard for like a week, but then <laughs> I got over it. 
<laughs> so the way I got over it is I changed everything online. So the way it works now is I, I found out that people's iPhones are such amazing cameras nowadays that I give them instructions with a YouTube video link how to take the iris for me. So usually when they came into my practice, I had a specific digital camera that I put on the eye. But now the cameras on the phones are just amazing. So if you take it in a darker room inside, so there's no reflection from sun or clouds, and you take a little light on the side and you take it in front, it's just as good as my digital camera pictures. So now I literally like uh, started to have a international practice and I see people's eyes from Japan, from Germany, from Finland, from Australia, from America. And that was actually a good turnaround for me from being in a local practice to going international. And I was only forced from COVID to do that. So in a way, you know, all the people had to make a switch or change. So they can go to my website. It's called birgitcare.com. So that's B-I-R-G-I-T-C-A-R-E, birgitcare.com. And they can contact me right there and set up a consultation. And I do everything like, you know, with Zoom, like the rest of the world right now. So cool. I mean, I can't imagine all the cool different eyes you get to like different, you know, sparkles and different colors. I know I had a friend that had like one blue eye and one green eye, um, which is really interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So you probably see some cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm also the president, all what I'm focusing is to bring awareness towards it. Because like I said, it's preventive care. So um, during the pandemic, I had so much time on my hands because usually I travel all over America to give iridology courses. So I teach uh, other holistic practitioners how to become an iridologist or how to use iridology in their practice. Because the more assessment tools we use, the more accurate we can be for our clients. And we don't need to waste the money with herbs they really don't need or supplements right so what I started to do and because I had so much downtime and I didn't travel I started to write books now so I was part of two books now one was an Amazon bestseller in November just recently and it was called Unstoppable Women Overcoming Mediocrity and I used the chapter three called What in a World is Iridology <laughs> So I tell the story how I discovered iridology or how iridology discovered me. I'm not quite sure universally wise who discovered who. And then I got after this, uh, it became Amazon bestseller that series. Then I got another offer and I just recently just had another and I can actually show that another book that's called The Complete Self-Care of 25 Tools for Happiness. And the same again, I, I explain in my chapter um, how the eyes can show us um, signs that are related to happiness. Mm -hmm. So we not only have a physical iridology now, we also have an emotional iridology, which is phenomenal. So I can tell if people have more tendency towards depression or tendency towards, you know, spiritual low energy. And I can even see chakras in the pupils. So the color chakras, you're probably aware of chakras, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and your readers too, bro, your listeners too, right? Yeah. So it's almost like 
that pupil, a uh, black pupil, became like almost like a, a look inside the spiritual world now, and it reflects of images that are, hard, that are close to the heart of the person. So I can see, you know, maybe a dog that passed away in a pupil, literally the image of the golden retriever, or I can even see, you know, a green light like a lamp in the pupil reflecting off and that's considered that the fourth heart chakra is weak so now we have a whole other pandora box opening up for iridologists that's became completely three-dimensional it's become spiritually emotionally and physical iridology and i explain that in that one book now wow this is epic <laughs> well it's so fascinating um because i i don't run into a lot of things i haven't heard of before um, and we do this show. So that's part of what our point is, is to let people know of all these things and see what art or what fascination calls them, because that's probably some of what of their path to healing and prevention. Um, so it's, mm -hmm. so, I just, this is so interesting. I now know. we must do this. <laughs> I know. Now we must go do our, I really love how you explain though, just, um, you know, it's almost like to me in the Indian medicine or whatever, where the doshas have certain set of issues that might show up. Same with the color mm -hmm. of your eyes. Like everything is a reflection of our whole, really, I guess, is how it's coming out to mm -hmm. me. Exactly. And the more we know about our own manual, I always call it like... You know, when, I mean, it sounds so funny, but when you decide to get a dog, right, you hear about their, you know, their background and what they're not good in and their weakness. I feel like because we, we have so many different cultures mixed up now, mm -hmm. we sometimes don't know anymore what is our strengths and weaknesses. And for the iris, we can still find them out. Well, everyone says, yeah, like your eyes tell so much. You're, yeah, you can see the soul in your eyes or, you know, like the mm -hmm. reflection. So the whole multidimensional uh, aspect to the iridology that you are unfolding is just so cool to me. And so, so interesting. Um, my eyes to me are one of my strong suits. I love the color of my eyes. I definitely have a sparkle mm -hmm. that draws people in. Yeah. So yeah, just to hear about this magical art is really, really cool. So you are, yeah, you're a forefront trailblazer in iridology right now in mm -hmm. the Americas, in the world. Yeah. Yeah, probably yeah, you could say in a world because um from all the research, uh, I'm an international speaker as well now, I had like a speaking engagement in Australia. Actually, um, there's constantly, I mean, iridologists are very high scientifically researchers, if you believe it or not. So it's not so much about energetically energy or intuition. It's also very scientific based. And so the next project that I was working on and introduced the world to was that we have the same map on the top of the forehead, which are the Chinese meridians, and they are identical with the map of the iris. So now we can have a treatment. So what I do now is I see the eye map and I maybe I see like a liver weakness, you know, in a gallbladder or in the liver. So then I'm going to go up and put the pigment. There is like a little bit of a sign here. And then I put light pens on it to enhance the energy of the genetic weakness. So now not only for diet and herbs, now I'm using color treatments and color therapy to redirect 
the DNA from a human person. No. Yeah, this is some new paradigm, like <laughs> cool stuff. <laughs> well, and I love color because I think color is a great healer. I'm in color homeopathy. I love our Soma color. Um, yep. I think, and it, it's just, it's like such a broad spectrum that it can really support people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and everything is designed out of color. I mean, we're just light reflected. Here exactly. We and think about how difficult it is sometimes hormonal issues. I mean, I, I, you know, I work with lots of women that sometimes have hormonal issues, but they're not um, bad enough. So they can't get on thyroid medication, you know, but they feel like the thyroid is broken or they feel like the reproductive system is not working or the adrenals are shut down. The moment I put an orange light on the pigment, on the point on the forehead of the meridian where the adrenals are, it's balanced. Wow. And the color orange has to do with the frequency of happiness. Pleasure. <laughs> Pleasure of life. Exactly. And that's why when a sunset comes or a sunrise and you see this first before the light comes or before the light goes down, you see this orange ball of, of light. I mean, how many of us have been ever been depressed or sad or mad about some issues? And then you look at this orange sky and suddenly everything is erased at that second mm -hmm. because that frequency is so calming for our soul for our frequency of the body that we go back to reset button instantly. So, and that's what I'm telling in this book about to complete uh, 25 tools for happiness. Sometimes we just need to wear more colorful clothes. <laughs> and I noticed with you both, you look very beautiful because you have different colors. I have my black on, see, I'm not really following my advice today. But <laughs> just a scarf, like Europeans do a lot of scarves sometimes, you know, like orangey colors or blue colors. And when you throw that on, your whole mood can change for the rest of the day. Now, I fully agree with that. And I always call my closet like the magic closet because I always am like, what go. will I feel beautiful in? And you do like someday it's a red shirt. Another day, like black and white, I always find for clarity when like I, I want to see clear um, but you yeah. don't realize like our body is using this color and these perceptions naturally, our innate health system, and we're just haven't been taught that or haven't learned. But once you do, yeah. you can really see yeah. what why that line, if you want to dress for, if you feel crappy, dress for to the nines. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Yes, so true. As, and I also noticed like the colder it gets, the more we're in the darker clothes. Instead of doing the opposite, think about the more you go to the tropicals, they have all those beautiful color clothes on and we are already cold and unhappy. We should just switch it kind of almost around. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, should. I'm used to being on the East Coast is much more flamboyant in fashion and color. And I think, like mm -hmm. you said, because of the beach, like there's just tons of bright color out here in Colorado. It's very muted earth tones, browns, mm, you, know, interesting. you know, this would fit in. Yeah. And sometimes when I wear things and I'm walking or whatever, someone will be like, you're not from around here. <laughs> and I'll be like, it's just because I think of the colors that we wear. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And that's exactly what I wanted to, to, to give such simple explanation. So when we have this moodiness right now in the winter blues, everybody has it around February because we're so fed up. We're so tired. We haven't seen the sun. That's when we really should pull out our crazy colorful clothes, you know what I mean? And not have to wait for summer. <laughs> That's a great tip. That is a great tip. I hear that, that, listeners. <laughs> Sparkle it up. <laughs> get, yeah, get your Easter clothes out in February. <laughs> Amazing. I know. This is such an interesting modality, and I hope we've had some naturopaths and some Chinese medicine healers or practitioners on our show. So to, like, introduce this other modality that can help their practice is super interesting and super cool that you teach you teach classes and courses as well correct yeah and you know uh, most people realize that the only difference between a medical world and a holistic world is sometimes we holistic people do a little too much guessing right because the medical world if i go into and say i have migraines well the doctor needs to first do a blood panel uh mri and you know any kind of other test and once he gets all the results back then you have a second follow-up and then he knows what's going on i feel like as a holistic therapist the more assessment tools we have the more power we have to figure out the right uh treatment plan right mm -hmm. and so a lot of chiropractors taking my courses now reflexologists energy healers massage therapists I mean, you name it, anybody who is in the holistic field gets some sort of inside, literally inside, <laughs> through the eyes for their own treatments. Yeah. I yes. love it. I love it. I love yeah. it as a tool, too, because like you said, the eyes are so powerful mm -hmm. and have such magic. And we really see people's spirit and their emotions and so much about them that, of course, it mm -hmm. would tell us. And then there's one more thing, sorry to interrupt you, which is really funny. You can also figure out the personality trait, which is like, now I'm like saying to my friends, I might maybe do a dating side or something. And I just match the eyes. <laughs> I, I love it. No, that would probably help. Yes. My mom's looking for somebody. <laughs> you can use her. Here we go. Because there's been so much research done that there are certain types, you know, and that's that structure. So when you have very straight, straight fibers out, those are the overthinkers. They are the neurogenic, we call them, which is they're constantly being busy and doing and doing and doing and don't have time for being, right? And then, then the other personality traits in the eyes, they're more like listen to their soul. They are connected to their inner being. They know how to feel. So when you say, how are you doing to that person? It says, oh, you can't believe what happened to me. And I was really so upset because they talk about the feelings. When you talk to the straight kind of fiber person, they're like, you can't believe how much stress I have. I have to do this and this and this. So for them, it's all about the doing. So what we found out in the ideology world, if we connect the doers with the beers, then that would be perfect harmony. So <laughs> it makes it, sense. It makes sense. Right? <laughs> Well, because so if you were married, yeah, if you're married to an anxiety or neurogenic kind of go-to person, a type A, and then you are not, then you can learn from each other, right? 
because you pull this person back more to be feel to feel more and the person who feels more maybe to do a little more do you see what i mean that would be the perfect harmony and the problems in personalities or marriages so-called is sometimes we think our trait has to be imprinted on the other person and we're trying to overwrite their personality. So for example, like we call it a flower personality is the more I feel it, I can sense it, I'm, I'm, I'm sad, I'm happy, they're very connected. They could be in a relationship for 20 years and become this overdoers because they have learned that this way the relationship works better and they let go of their own soul pattern. I love that. I, and I know because I'm probably more of a flowery. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I do always work with what it, I love the name she gave him, like neurogenics or what was the name we call? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had to, to go. They have like two, three jobs. They're successful. They have one project after the next. And, you know, they, they, they succeed in life and they're grounded. <laughs> but then they need to learn from you. Yeah, well, and that's what I find is it's a really good balance. So many of my partners in life and in projects have been someone highly type A with mine. And we, as long as there's that respect and we just love working with each other and learning from each other and we're in admiration of each other. Exactly. And that's where I feel like this will be great if we all know that because then our children, right, would then become more balanced and they have a connection of being more connected to the feelings and then also being connected to understanding to finish projects. You see what I mean? Mm. So that's why I was saying that that's where even iridology goes and it's called behavioral iridology. Ooh, so you're going to create a dating app coming up 2021? My, my free time. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, we are coming to the end of the episode, Birgit. Is there any last nuggets you want to drop to our listeners before we end? Um. You know, not really like it's like if you like to have a consultation and like to learn to know who you really are, even like behavioral wise, you know, personality wise. And and that is your soul print. So that was the the colors don't change and the structures don't change. There's a lot of misinformation because at the end we were born into this life with a specific program to enhance our soul, right? Saying is we came into this world with uh, with our snowflake. I always call the patterns like a snowflake and it doesn't change. You are meant to be like this. And when you are mother, right? I have two girls. They're so different because they came into this life they were given to me to maybe form a little bit of like common sense, but you cannot shape the personality because they come into this life with this specific personality trait to go through the next hundred years to enhance their soul. So my consultation is that I actually tell you with what you were born with and, and what you were meant to do physically emotionally and spiritually with the patterns of your uh, iris colors and structures wow well yeah one last comment i just love people don't think about that with children is like yeah like how you just explain that i kind of like had a click in my head is like yeah you're here to be their guide they already have a personality they already kind of have a soul mission and you're just here to kind of like push them push them along (laughs) yes 
So sometimes I have parents come to me and they let me take pictures from their children. And I tell them sometimes like, listen, this is a natural type A personality. Do not push this child. It pushes itself too much. You know what I mean? Like it's an overachiever. So you need to actually say it's fine. You don't always have to have A+. plus. It's fine. You don't have to fill up your calendar with so many projects. So if you learn to know your child from beginning on for the iris, you learn how to actually guide it into the direction where it has a weakness, but not the strength. Yeah, that's powerful. That is powerful. <laughs> this is an incredible modality and healing tool that I just really had no idea about. I'm so glad uh, that you yep. decided to join us and share your wisdom because it's it's brilliant. Well, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. This was a pleasure. I love it. And it was really fun to be part of you guys. Mm -hmm.